Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Manformation Podcast. I am Skip LaCour. I'm so glad to be with you here during this podcast, uh, during this week's Manformation Podcast. I am going to be talking about change, what it's going to take for you, what it's going to take uh, for me to create change in our life, and not just temporary change, lasting change. I don't know if you're a lot like me. I've, uh, I really believe you probably are to be listening to this Manformation podcast. And if you're a lot like me, it really doesn't matter what you've accomplished in the past, how great you are in one particular area of life. I have the belief that uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you love this Manformation message, then you probably have at least one or two areas of life that you're great at. You're better than most, and you're just striving for more. And I am the same way. It doesn't matter what I've accomplished in certain areas. There's always an area of my life that I want to improve upon. I want to change my way of thinking. I want to change my way of taking action to improve in that certain area of life. There's always more, and uh, that's (laughs) the juice of life. Change, but how do we create it? How many times have you written down your goals, on some piece of paper, you referred to it, and it didn't create that change. You know, through my personal experiences, uh, going through the journey of life, wanting more, 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 uh, investing the time, the energy, uh, the money, getting coaches, mentors, going to seminars, reading books, I didn't just sit around. I actively pursued change, personal development, (laughs) getting better and better in certain areas of my life. For over 33 years, I've been obsessed with change for myself. It made me observe a lot of things in other people, which uh, helped me uh, create even more distinctions. I've had a certain level of success in certain areas, and that gave me a, a lot of knowledge about what it takes to really change when I finally changed. And I've had a lot of crushing defeats. <laughs> and uh, I got to look back and I got to really be self-aware and be honest and got to find out, well, why didn't I create the change? And then with so many years stacked up, just gives you all this perspective. But I just want to make you understand that it's not just my personal experiences. It's not just what I read in books. I think what makes my perspective so unique as I come to you every single week in the Manformation podcast is that I have talked to men uh, 28 years when it comes to bodybuilding and training, and it doesn't matter whatever the goal is. Uh, when you are working towards a goal and you can't seem to figure it out, you've got to go on a personal development journey. Right? So, but I've been obsessed for over 30 years with personal development, why I do the things I do, why I can't get myself to do certain things, uh, working hard, uh, working through all that, observing in other people. It's the one-on-one private coaching that I do that I love so much, that I really believe creates change. With men all over the world, I've done this type of private coaching with dozens of men, hundreds of hours a year. It's stacked up to thousands of hours. You hear the same thoughts, actions, challenges, right? I would be just a blithering idiot if I didn't pick up the patterns doing something uh, so with so much passion, so much intensity, with so many men over so much time, uh, so many different ages, right? Uh, levels of success, backgrounds, 
failures, successes, strengths, weaknesses. And that's what I want to offer you, not only in this Manformation podcast where I am talking about change, also in all of the Manformation podcasts and everything that I do outside of the Manformation uh, podcast, uh, my videos, my blog posts, uh, everything all over social media. But I'll just tell you this. I am so glad to be back on this new phase, this round of the Manformation podcast. I love podcasting. Now, I got to tell you something. You know, I, you know I'm, I, I want to think I'm old school, and I, I work on being new school, too. Uh, so as uh, social media exploded, you know, I had to be there, too. I had to crack that code. I had to learn what the people on Facebook, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, what they were thinking and doing. Right? I can't just stay old school. And in that journey, what I realized is that, you know, those social media platforms are amazing. Maybe that's why you're here with me today listening to this podcast. Uh, you came over from uh, me making myself available and do what it takes to uh, get more attention, more engagement on uh, social media or whatever platform it is. But what I've realized is that, you know, people, men like you, uh, who are on social media a lot, it's a lot different than the men who will sit down, take the time, whether they're driving, uh, doing a walk, a workout, to listen to a podcast. I really believe podcasts really create change in a person's life. Because I'll tell you, I would love, I, I always look for the strategies and the distinctions to help you take your life to the next level, wherever it is, in the gym, outside of the gym, your life, your relationships, your business, your money situation, the options in life, uh, whatever it is, your health, your fitness, all the big three, uh, business, money, uh, relationships, uh, fitness. I look for the strategies and the distinctions to help you. I, I work on my craft to become better and better at what I do. And I would love to give you a five-step system or do it in a uh, two-minute video, but that just starts the process. What's going to create really effective and long-lasting change, and that's what I, I'm going to talk about, the, what I've learned about what it takes to create that lasting, lo long-lasting, <laughs> permanent change in a person's life. You've got to curl up. You've got to curl up in a book for a while and be immersed in it, at least for a few hours in a book. You got to be immersed in a, a seminar, you know, where that's your focus for a couple of days. You know, um, you got to be able to listen to a half hour, forty-five minute, even an hour and a half long podcast. Again, you don't have to just stop everything, but it, it, that's what I believe that it really takes change, and we all want change. And I have to tell you is that I'm so glad to be back doing the Manformation Weekly Podcast. I say this phase because if you were to look on the Internet, iTunes, I mean, there are probably uh, dozens and dozens of Manformation podcasts that I've done over the years in different phases. There was a couple stretches where I did 100 days in a row, twice, in addition to starting these, this Manformation concept and the Manformation podcast uh, about nine years ago now. And... Uh, so this round, this is the, the third podcast in this new, improved phase, where I am right now in my level of enlightenment and uh, my level of experience helping men just like you and me going through the journey of life, trying to become better and better. So, but I love podcasting. I've done a lot of podcasts, and what I've found, the men who 
actually uh, maybe come to me for that personal one-on-one coaching, the ones who are really determined uh, to create change, they're willing to invest more time and listen to a longer podcast, watch a lot of videos. Like I said, you know, I, I want to do new school. I want to stay current. I mean, I, I, last thing I want to be is a dinosaur. I want to change with the times. And so I had a lot of requests uh, from a lot of guys. Hey, can you, can you, make, that, uh, can you make that in a one-minute video? <laughs> Your six-minute video is too long. Or I'm not going to listen to that. What are the cliff notes? Or, man, your book, it, you know, it, it seems so great. Uh, can you make sure you do it in that audio uh, course? Now, I will uh, create all my books, and I'll have the audio versions. But I just want to um, help you understand that we're talking about real change in life, real change, lasting change. And it may take a little bit more than the short-term quick fix. So if you love podcasting, you, you, I probably don't have to tell you how powerful podcasting is. I know how powerful it is. I'm so glad to be back doing the Manformation podcast for that reason with all the men who I work with, all the men who I have experienced dealing with my own personal journey and uh, also uh, doing the shorter videos and, and talking uh, through social media. You curling up, spending this hour or so with me, however long it takes on this Manformation podcast and all the Manformation podcasts, this is what's going to create real lasting change. And the great thing about it, you can be doing other things while you're listening to this Manformation podcast. So if you're looking uh, for distinction strategies, you know you're determined and you find yourself, your attention span being short. All right, and uh, you know that maybe it shouldn't be that way, but you continue to look for strategies uh, that can uh, help you uh, not deal with that short attention span, and you still want change, and you're still looking for it. Maybe gurus or experts out there are promising that to you. I want you to, at least for a while, maybe a few podcasts, I want you to entertain uh, the idea that that attention span is like a muscle. You need to work on it. You need to uh, lengthen it, strengthen it, expand it, because that's what's going to really create change. Take it from the buff dad you ever had, the big brother, your friend, your mentor, your coach. <laughs> that's what I want you to think about. As times get tough, maybe you're liking the first part, maybe you start getting tired during this podcast. Persist. Persist. That's what's going to take to create the change that you really want. I want to take the time to introduce myself. There's a lot of new listeners to the Manformation podcast. That's what I love. I love my guys who've been following me for 20 years in all my different phases of life. Uh, when I was a focused, committed bodybuilder and then beyond making my Manformation to where I am uh, today. I love you guys. Thank you so much. If you've been with me 20 years, uh, 10 years, 5 years, 2 years, right? But I'm going to take a moment uh, to introduce myself. Uh, to uh, the men who are just learning about this whole man formation, confidence, leadership, control, certainty, uh, this man formation movement. So my name is Skip LaCour. I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. I'm an entrepreneur. Most people know me through my driving. You know, there's that one thing. You've got to be outstanding that grabs the world's attention, <laughs> right? Uh, who's going to listen to someone talking about motivation? or life, or the best way to go about anything if they don't have a track record of being amazing, outstanding amongst everyone else in the world at what they do, whatever that is. You know, you have to be outstanding 
Yeah, you got to be awesome. You, you, you got to be off the charts uh, to have more credibility, right? And uh, so there's so many areas of life. There's business, there's relationships. I mean, whatever it is, there's so many people who are great at what they do. And even within all those categories, uh, they're amazing at, uh, you know, some specific uh, part within relationships, some specific uh, part within business, <laughs> right? Even some specific part within health and wellness, right? So my thing is I'm a six-time national champion, drug-free bodybuilder. Man, I left it all on the floor, every facet. Uh, you know, it, when I look at the pictures of my physique, I, I sometimes want to cry. I, I, I exert a lot of willpower, focus, energy, and time uh, to that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's taken many, year, many years to uh, really uh, find a way to make it all work. That's how much I put into it. But uh, six-time national champion, drug-free bodybuilder, and all that time, you know, I really adopted uh, this philosophy to teach is to learn twice. And uh, in addition to the championships, which I'm so appreciative of, the physique, the pictures that will last forever if you were to do Google search. <laughs> I mean, maybe you just know me from the man information, confidence, certainty, control leadership, right? That Maybe you only know me from that. Do a Google search. You'll see all the pictures. I'm very proud of those, but what I'm really proud of are all the articles, all the videos, all the connection. Again, to teach us to learn twice, I spent uh, uh, my uh, my valuable time and energy teaching what I learned along the way. That's what made it so special uh, for me and also pushed me to higher and higher levels. And what I did after that time, so, you know, after many years of that focus, I had to uh, make a change. I had to uh, make my manformation. I had to improve in all areas of life. And I put so much focus, time, and energy into the bodybuilding. And I wasn't a young man either. I was 41 years old at the time. And I had to come up to speed quickly. And that's what uh, was the genesis, the motivation, the drive uh, to create the Manformation program, the mindset and actions of a powerful alpha male leader. It's an 11-hour course. There's videos and workbooks. It was my journey. It's what I taught. And it was the foundation. So many men around the world, uh, they invested in that course. Uh, they said, oh, my God, it opened up a whole new world. Their imagination of what they can and can't do, how this all works. Uh, they dovetail from my experiences, my dedication to get that down in an 11-hour course, and it changed their lives. Uh, so much so they wanted so much more of it, and they came to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I still have relationships. Uh, some men have been coaching me, with me every single week on the phone for four years now. And it all started uh, with their relationship with me and them trusting me as a bodybuilder, teaching them. They were in that phase of their life. They saw this whole manformation thing. They want some more of that in their life, too. They took a chance, and uh, they got so much out of it, then they went on this one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, this private one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do. I'm going to talk about uh, the manformation course, the mindset and actions of a powerful alpha male leader. I want you to have that course for free. Again, uh, so many men around the world have invested, paid money for it. I want to give it to you absolutely free to help you really jumpstart and really uh, have you understand what it takes to make your manformation sooner rather than later, right? So you want to stick around and tell you how you can win that manformation course, the mindset and actions of a powerful alpha male leader, 11-hour course, videos, workbooks, absolutely free. It's in a members-only website. You'll get instant access, a lifetime access. You can listen to the audios, watch the videos anywhere, in your car, in the gym, on a walk. 
I really want you to have the Man Formation course. So stay tuned uh, for that. Also, I'll tell you a little bit more about my one-on-one coaching. You know what that's all about. Uh, maybe you've been following me. Maybe it was from social media. Maybe it's just from these podcasts. Uh, maybe there's something that I'll say uh, in today's, this week's Man Formation podcast. You say, I want more now. This guy's speaking my language. Maybe it's something I've already said, and now is the time for you to take action. You know, maybe you're a slower mover. It might take two or three Man Formation podcasts or a couple videos before you realize now is the time that you are ready to take action and make your Man Formation. You're going to reach out and talk to me so we can do this one-on-one weekly coaching I do with men all over the world, 45 minutes to an hour every single week. It's recorded. I get them prepared with forms. I get them uh, to review afterwards. Really an intense process that will change your life. I'll tell you this. If we when we do our one-on-one coaching. When we do our one-on-one coaching, the 52 straight weeks, let's just say we do it uh, every Monday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I guarantee you this. uh, Within 10, you'll see the total power. You'll get all of this enlightenment. All of my years, I'm uh, I'm so skilled at giving you the overall picture in a very short period of time, going through this and helping out so many people. You're going to go, wow, this is amazing. I have already gotten my investment. But then we have to continue to do it because you're going to uh, run into situations that are going to tax you, every goal that you make, every challenge that you make along the way. And so we're going to condition it for the rest of the year. But I'll tell you this, after a year you're going to go, damn, my life has changed. Uh, that guy's experience, his passion, his obsession with personal development injected in my brain two men looking at my life altogether. But I'll tell you, you know what the real power is? going to remember at that time we spend together every single week it'll be blazed into your mind into your psyche into your nervous system five years from now you're going to remember the journey that we've gone on so i'm going to talk to you about this one-on-one coaching uh, that i can make available to you if you are driven if you are focused if you are the type of man who does what it takes get what he wants and wants to take action now all right so this week this week we're going to talk about change. You know, like I said, man, I always want to create change. How do I create change? Lasting change. And uh, I help men create change. You know, sometimes we're so determined. Right? We're, we're so determined we, we invest the time, the money, the energy. Uh, we study. We do things that uh, we believe are better than most. We, and we do, we do all right. You know, I always say the men who are attracted to me, uh, they do well. Uh, they're focused and hardworking. And uh, whatever the goal is, uh, their level of fulfillment, I always say it's like about seven, seven and a half, which is far better than most. It's far better than most. But you didn't work so hard to just get that far to seven, seven and a half. You're smart enough. You're talented enough. You put in the work. You're willing to put in more work. You just need to crack the code. You want to get past that seven or a seven and a half. How do you crack the code? How do you allocate your willpower, focus, time, and energy into the right things? You're willing to do anything, right? How do you create that lasting change? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, that sounds like you. If uh, you're happy and at the same time you're just not satisfied, time's going by, you're getting a little bit older, can't seem to crack the code. You don't want to sit around anymore. I get it. <laughs> I get it. And that's, that's part of uh, the emotional 
part of the change that is so important, <laughs> right? Uh, and that's what caused me to change it. It caused me uh, to learn what I have learned to give you this insight and perspective. Uh, not, again, not just in my journey, not just what I've learned from the masters in theory. It's what I've applied and what have helped men just like you for literally thousands of hours. So I, I really, there's uh, basically three major components to change. All right, if you really want to create lasting change. And the last one is the most important one, right, in these uh, three components, the three things that are needed for lasting change. All right. Now, first I want to tell you, uh, a lot of guys who are like me, uh, we like structure. We work very well within the structure. That's where we execute. Less people involved, the better. What's you versus you? that type of thinking. I, I call it black and white thinking. A lot of times, you know, again, I don't want to put labels on a way of thinking because even with, let's just say, black and white thinking, it's not black and white. There's varying degrees that will have a varying degree of impact on your life. And even if you were to have whatever that means to you, they're just words, black and white thinking, it probably has helped you a lot. I know it's helped me. At the same time, it may be uh, that way of thinking that you may need to entertain a different way of thinking if you're going to ever get past the seven, seven and a half. Again, I, you know, words are just words. Uh, they have no meaning except for our meaning that we attach to. And two people uh, may really believe they understand uh, what a word or a phrase is. And they do to them. But it may differ. It may differ from how I'm presenting it to you. It may be uh, different than some other man. <laughs> Right, so when I talk about this black and white thinking, and I, it's important that I bring that up because uh, as I become a better coach, I'm very careful not to uh, come up with labels uh, for a way of thinking or doing. Uh, it's easy to do that. Here's the challenge: is if I were to say black and white thinking, say, oh, okay, I'm not a black and white thinker. If I were to say, you know, trust issues kind of get in the way. Oh, I don't have trust issues. Now, uh, they may be right. They don't think black and white in their perception, um, you know, the way they perceive it. They may not have trust issues based on the way they perceive it. I, you know, I, trust me, I put in so much time and energy to become better. If I knew what those things really meant the way I know them now, I would have changed a long time ago. So I don't want to put labels on things where uh, you may miss the message because of your interpretation of what that may or may not mean. All right. Um, but I'll just tell you this. It, it's not a logical process. Change uh, people's thinking, even our thinking. You would think we're a black and white template thinker. Just give us logic and we'll do that. You know, I want you to entertain the idea that we are more emotional than sometimes we want to believe or really believe about ourselves. This is, changes an emotional process. And uh, if you're kind of saying, Skip, you know, hey, you kind of lost me there. I respect what you've done. I respect what you're saying here. Here I am uh, listening to this Man Formation podcast, but I think I'm a logical thinker. All right. I get it. I get it. Uh, you've gone this far. I want you to entertain the idea, and uh, let me just give you some examples. Uh, how many times have you uh, believed a certain path that logically made sense to you, and uh, you did that for a while, and it didn't create the change, and then you were just sick and tired, sick and tired, and you did something different that wasn't... Uh, you thought about when you were in your logic stage, when you're lining out the logic, and that was the thing that worked, <laughs> right? 
And, uh, you know, you forgive yourself. You know, it made sense. It was intuitive to do it that way, but that's not what it took to actually work. If you are better than most, and I hope that you're confident enough, enough and uh, appreciative enough of yourself to say, I am better than most in a category, that you have become better than most, and you've put in your willpower, focus, energy, and time into it to become better than most, what other people have not. So you can respect yourself, appreciate yourself, and say, yeah, I'm better than most in this area. I'm not to the mountaintop, but I am better than most. I want you to think about that area. If you really think about it, you thought just like everybody else until you broke free. You cracked the code. It wasn't the logic you thought going into it. And emotion is what made you take on a different uh, set of logic, right? And if you are passionate about helping other people, I have a feeling that's probably uh, who you are. If you're listening to this man information podcast and you really uh, enjoy and learn from the things that I have to say, my perspective of the world, you probably want to help other people. Well, in that one area of your life that you're better than most and you want to help other people, think about it. Uh, the people you help, they have gone through the same logical process as you. And you say, oh, I know what you're thinking. I know it seems logical to you. That's what I thought. Uh, the strategies that get you to the next level that help you become that one out of ten, many times they're counterintuitive. They're not logical from a person's point of view who has not accomplished what you've accomplished. That could be in that area that you want to create change. It's emotional, so remember that. So here are the three things to create real lasting change. All right. One is a sense of control. Right? A sense of control. You have to believe that you have a set of strategies that can take you from where you are now, point A, to where you want to be, point B, to create that change. A sense of control that you have faith and trust in the strategies that you have. Now, if you've never achieved anything in life, or maybe you achieved it once and now the conditions are different, you're a different person to achieve it, you haven't been there before. Okay, even if you're trying to get back, it's, it's a different set of circumstances. Uh, and by that I mean, well, if you did it before and then you fell off the wagon, you didn't make it a priority. Uh, there's other stuff now in your head to get back there because you already know how to do it. What's preventing you if you already know how to do it, right? We have to believe in the strategies that we're using, not 100% because, again, we've never been there before. Now, again, I throw out these numbers. If you're you know, logical, black and white thinker, just take these with a grain of salt. We don't have to be 100% certain that we have the strategies to have total control of the outcome. We just have to get ourselves to believe that we have enough control, right? Maybe not 100%, but I always say, if you're at 87% most of the time, again, that's going to be higher at sometimes. It's going to be lower at other times. But if it averages out to, again, figuratively about 87%, that's pretty, about, pretty much about the best you're going to do, <laughs> right? That's a good, strong uh, sense of certainty, a sense of control that you're going to follow through and execute your strategies uh, more consistently, consistently enough, even with your challenges and your setbacks, to actually break through, figure out the pattern, and make it finally work. A sense of control. We all need control. That's what we want more than anything else, control. That we have the power to change our destiny, no matter how good it is, how bad it is, whatever it in between, that we have to feel that it's not up to the gods, you know, the, the god of luck, a rabbit's foot, somebody else's decisions, if they like us or not, 
the luck of the economy, whatever, things that are outside of our control, we've got to believe that we have a sense of control if we're going to follow through. And if we follow through long enough, we're going to crack the code. We're going to figure it out. We've got to have that sense of uh, control. To create change, you have to, whatever that means, a, a, a pump-up job, <laughs> motivation, uh, you know, learning from people who have already accomplished and saying, hey, I can do this, look at them. What, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, having the right uh, mentor, having the right way of person talking to who's just like you, whatever it is, it starts with your mindset that you believe that you have a set of strategies, you have a sense of control that you could change. Nobody wants to be a rickety boat on the ocean. With the waves going and the storm and the wind and the electricity going, and you're going to die if this uh, storm keeps on going and those waves kick too high because your little motor, your little oar, uh, your tattered sails, it's not strong enough. It's not in your hands. That's the worst feeling in the world. We want control. You've got to believe uh, that you have a set of strategies that you can control your outcome. That's what's going to create change, whatever that takes. All right, and again, not 100% certainty. All right, nobody can actually feel and know something in the future. It's just their best guess. You got to have that sense of control. I tell you, in the fitness world, uh, you know, I see it subsiding a lot. But at the emergence of like YouTube, a, a lot of fitness experts came on the scene, and uh, they really wanted to challenge some of the old school eating uh, practices. You know, the rigid. Uh, six, eight meals a day, the, the timing, the nutrient timing, the amount of protein, and whatever it took. It, you know, it was, it was taught by really extreme and passionate uh, fitness experts. And so there's one way to do it, even if you weren't an extreme uh, passionate lifter who didn't want to invest all that time, right? And so the young guys, you know, they said, oh, you're doing it wrong. You're a bro. And they didn't mean that in a very endearing term, as I say it, right? Like you're a dinosaur. You're dumb, right? You're not science-based. You're doing it wrong. You don't have to have all that dogma. And they spent so much time with their uh, 25-year-old, 30-year-old perspective, which is more about their own significance, because a real teacher, a real coach, uh, will know how to keep a person's sense of certainty and control because it's important to everybody if they're going to create change. And so they may have been totally right with those new school ways of uh, looking at eating uh, to finally break through, uh, to not make it too difficult, uh, but effective and efficient enough. They might have been 100% right, uh, but uh, their method of delivery it just rocked a sense of control, especially a person who had good results or they've been thinking a certain way for a long period of time, and now here's some young punk who his physique isn't even that impressive, and he's talking all this science, right? Sometimes, again, we're not as logical as we think. Bad approach. Rocked uh, the old school dinosaurs, bros, or whatever you want to call them. It rocked their sense of certainty. It was more self-serving in their approach or a lack of understanding of human nature and, uh, you know, immaturity as a teacher, a coach who wants the best. You've got to keep a person's sense of control in place. See, you know, I, I understand what those young guys are saying about the facts, about the strategies. Uh, one thing that I bring uh, to the fitness world and the personal development world uh, is that understanding uh, of new school, old school strategies and keeping your sense of certainty because there's value there. 
the approach. But the point is, you've got to have that sense of control if you're going to change. Let's talk about the second thing that you're going to need if you're really going to create lasting change. And it's what I call a chosen identity, a chosen identity. So let me take a, a step back what I mean by a chosen identity because that's my terminology, right? So let's talk about identity. That's a generic term. What do I mean by identity? If we believe something about ourselves, that's our identity. I'm an honest guy. I'm a hard-working guy. I'm the hardest worker in the room. I'm always on time. I always do what I say. I'm always trustworthy. I never quit. I'm resourceful and greedy. Those are some good identities to have. If you believe it to be true, you will do everything to stay consistent with that identity, that belief that you have of yourself, what you tag yourself as. Right? Back in the day, I was the mass machine. That was my identity. Right? Well, what does the machine do? I mean, he works hard no matter what. He's devoid of emotion, keeps on keeping on, nothing gets in his way. A lot of great qualities in being a mass machine when it comes to bodybuilding and training. Well, also, if that's my identity, there's going to be uh, things that are quite impressive. Uh, there's also going to be things that may be challenging because if I'm a mass machine, that identity might include I've got to block people off. I've got to keep them away. They can't throw me off. I'm less uh, mentally and emotionally flexible or less empathetic to other people uh, when they have their challenges because I've got to keep on moving forward. I'm a machine. So we all want to stay consistent with the identity, whether we consciously choose it or it's you know kind of half chosen, right? We half think about it. That's what we become. I'll give you another example. A lot of people. I always show up on time. That's my identity. I'm never late. All right? Then we might stack emotional reasons on top of that. Why we are always on time? Because it's disrespectful if you don't show up on time, <laughs> right? That shows lack of this, lack of that. It shows more of this. You want it all. The, you know, I don't know if those things are necessarily true. You can have a guy who can be a couple minutes late throw it together and be ten times effective than someone whose identity is just show up on time. It's what are you showing up at time to do and what's the purpose, right? But it doesn't matter. It's that's what you attach to your identity. Well, think about it. A lot of great qualities are probably you wouldn't choose that identity. But think about it. You might do things like, you know, I know a guy uh, who he's always at events an hour before time because it's so important to him, for him to stay consistent with his identity. And that's a lot of great things. It could you know, be really impressive uh, to other people, to yourself. You live up to your identity. Well, just think, but if you're you know, leaving the house two hours early, sitting in a parking lot for an hour, you're all stressed out the night before, oh, God, I can't oversleep. You set your alarm twice, wake up your wife and kids because the alarm goes off. You're rattling around two hours early uh, while they are trying to sleep. Uh, just to stay consistent with this identity that maybe you didn't even fully choose all the positive and negative things, right? So we got to think about that, that I identity, all right? So that's how powerful an identity is. It only doesn't help us. Uh, there may be things that we don't even, we're not even aware of that may hurt us, all right? So a chosen identity is that you have that, I, that area to change, and you don't have the facts. You don't have the track record. You don't necessarily know how to do it. Right? But you're going to say, I will become a mass machine. I will become the man-formation expert, the world's leading man-formation expert. I will be a provider alpha male for my future family. All right? I will be the number one source of fitness, whatever it is. 
you may not know how to do it, but you've got to confidently choose that identity and step into it. It kind of goes to the fake it until you make it. You uh, decide on becoming that identity before there's proof, before there is a track record, before there are facts. You know, some of those examples, you know, I consciously chose, right? Uh, after my bodybuilding training career, I didn't know how to be an alpha male provider for my family at the highest level because I wasn't in that position and I spent so much time really focused on what I had to do minute to minute to become that bodybuilder. And it isn't, like a lot of times, it isn't that you can't do them. You have to choose that identity even before time and step into it. So uh, the second part, the second thing you need to really create change, you got to decide, identify, decide, become, choose that identity, and do your best to live up to it long before there's evidence, long before you really know how to do it, long before there's facts. All right? So that's number two, a new chosen identity. Now that goes, uh, you know, change, like I said, it's emotion. I work with so many men one-on-one coaching. Uh, the new chosen identity is part of what I call emotion stack. And what I really uh, coach and, and I teach and I, I talk about that, all our decisions aren't logical. You already know you could have everything you want in life. You already know that. Right? It's emotion that's getting in your way. Sometimes these emotions we're not aware of. Sometimes they were formed a long time ago. Sometimes they help us get what we want right now. So why would you change them? Right? We're going to risk doing something that works well for us. You know, we might go because we, we have to take three steps back and change something in the hopes that we go five steps forward. Sometimes that's what it takes. But what do you keep and what do you take away? Emotion, this emotion stack. And uh, real briefly, it starts off with your money game. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know if you're a guy who listens to this Man Formation podcast, you says, yeah, come on, man. Life's more than just about money. Now, I get it. I get it. Trust me. I get it. Money is about emotion. The emotions you want most in your life. Freedom, security, to be heard, uh, to, to never be scared, to be a provider, and to have the best options in life, to show them <laughs> whatever it is. That's what money. I get it. Right? It's really the emotions you really don't want. And I, I take my guys through this very lab. But I tell you, it was life-changing for me. And I'll tell you, with everything that I learned in my 33 years of personal development, when I kind of understood this money game that continues to teach me lessons. It, it, it's life-changing. So we talk about the money game, your association with money. If you wonder why you have what it takes and you can't earn money, not for the things you don't need a Lamborghini. Maybe you want a Lamborghini. But it's for those feelings and emotions that you want most but really the ones you want to stay with, you want to get out of. So there's the money game. And when you go through that journey, you start realizing you, there's this landmine, this person, this way that people look at you that you never want to experience. It's what you believe. If you were to step on that landmine, it would blow off your legs, you'd die, you fear dying, your life will never be the same again. Your own personal emotional landmine, the way you never want anybody to see it. It really makes an impact, whether you realize it or not, with all of your decisions. So your landmine. Now, sometimes in my guys, in myself, we become aware of what our personal landmine is. It's different for everybody, and they see it differently. Is that we know there's a landmine, and we see ourselves like in this uh, three-acre grassy field. And for my uh, Europe and other parts of the world, it could be a three-by-three-meter uh, you know, grassy field. But we all know that the closer we can get to that landmine without stepping on it, the more the good stuff in life that we can get. So an example would be, you know, I want to sell my services. I want to make a lot of money, provide for my family. I got such great value, but I don't want to be a salesman. 
I don't want to be looked at as unethical. I don't want to step on that landmine. That would be ultimate pain. But I know that the closer I get to that landmine without stepping on it, the more money I make while I keep my integrity. Right? So we're tap dancing around that three-acre grassy field, knowing we have to get close without stepping on it, and that's our fear. So the grassy field. Sometimes we're 18 miles, 18 meters away from that grassy field. We just don't know it. And I tell you, I'm talking like with passion because these are my experiences. Sometimes we think we're tap dancing around, gingerly tapping around in that three-acre grassy field, and we're 18 miles away. Again, the closer we get to the landmine without stepping, the more good stuff in life we have facing our fear. All right, so it's that landmine. See, all these emotions create what I call a parachute personality. And that's uh, this backup, just in case I fail, I might be a soft talker because I really want to be a leader. But if I'm wrong and if people think I'm a jerk, a landmine and stuff, at least I'll come across soft. But I'll come across soft, and that gets in the way from me being that leader. right? We don't understand, and we kind of create a parachute personality that if we fail, we'll land more safely. All right? And so we take on these parachute personality qualities. And then... Uh, all of this emotion stack creates uh, a consolation prize identity. And that's part of who we are, who we love, who we want to be, and part of this identity and these habits that we live up to all the time. Uh, it's not really what we want. It's the consolation prize or a movie prize identity, which goes into what I just talked about, the chosen identity, who we really want to be. Probably 75% of who you already are and you love, but maybe adding, I don't know, 10 25% of things you don't know what it's like to be, just assuming it right now, the chosen identity. And I'll tell you, understanding that emotion stack so far, again, uh, the money game, the landmine, the grassy field, the, the are you 18 miles away, the parachute personality, the consolation prize identity, then the chosen identity, all along the way you're going to feel this relief. But you're still not getting close to your goals because then you've got to worry about the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that get in your way of the Thanksgiving dinner. And that's those things that make you feel good because you overcame them, but you're still not closer to the goals. We've got to worry about the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, that they don't curb our appetite so we get to the Thanksgiving dinner. So this is this emotion stack <laughs> that I talk about that I work through my guys. It, it really affects your decision. Let's get to the, the third component of real lasting change. Uh, from what I've experienced, what I've learned, what I've gone through, and from the men I've worked with, and that's pain. Pain. You think about it. When your back's against the wall, when you no have no other options, when you can't sleep at night, you get resourceful. You get re- gritty. You take chances. You take risks. And sometimes those are the things. You, instead of doing the same old things over again, you're forced to because you're scared, because you're in pain. You're embarrassed. Uh, you're sick and tired. You're sick and tired, right? You want to prove the haters wrong, whatever it may be. Pain, pain, pain. I'm telling you guys, don't push away the pain. <laughs> the pain. Uh, and if you really look at most people are successful. Even sometimes they're successful, and they'll tell you. They'll get on the Internet, and you'll see how successful they are. But then they've got these other holes in their life, right? And you're thinking, wow. Sometimes it's that pain in those other areas of life that they still have that drove them to dot every I, cross every T, to become so amazing. Pain is what drove them. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't want to go through pain and endure pain, you know, just to be successful. How can I be successful without pain? I know what you're thinking, Right? Here's uh, the thing about pain, is that really a lot of times, it's, you, if you do this, you do that, you do it for a long enough period of time, you crack the code. It's not about being smarter. It, it, it's not about you know, all these natural talents, although those things may help. 
If you are persistent, if you'll figure out the pattern, everything runs in patterns. It's doing it long enough. It's, it, it's really pushing yourself longer than other people until you figure out the pattern. It's not about, a, a lot, about talent sometimes, right? See, what the pain does is pushes you longer, makes you try harder, take more risks, stay up later, uh, you know, get up earlier. Uh, it, you know, put yourself out there uh, where you know you can get your head chopped off if people disagree with you. Everything that you fear, pain makes you do those things. And guess what? Then you say, wow, this wasn't so hard. I finally cracked the code. That's why, you know, you talk to a lot of guys who are successful. They go, why can't you just do it? Why can't you just do it? And they don't understand that it was their pain that made them dot every I. And then you could do it, too, and you know that. It's just that you're not under those same conditions in your mind. Maybe you're softening pain. Maybe you don't feel the pain the way they did. But they, can't, they don't get it. It was pain that did it. But guess what? Now they're successful. They don't have that pain because they learn what to do. That pain got them to dot every I, cross every T, be persistent enough, crack the code, figure out the pattern. And so they're not in that pain. So that, the pain, it gets you to, to crack the code, but you don't have it forever. All right, so pain creates change. Don't push it away. But let me tell you what kind of pain uh, that I believe really.